when she smiles. Do, 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 how many days in a year? No. Nope. I've never heard this song before. <laughs> this is all going in. Hi, I'm Kayla. And I'm Pete. And welcome to How I Hobby. We're two pals and hobby obsessives with over a hundred hobbies between us. And we're always on the lookout for more. Join us as we talk about all of our hobbies. And talk to people we know about their really cool hobbies. Welcome to How I Hobby. In today's episode, we've got a great interview with Matt Callahan, whose hobby scales new heights. But first, Pete, tell us, how do you hobby? I'll tell you how I hobby. Archery. Cool! Yeah! Like Robin Hood. Yes, and I wear the tights. Amazing! How did you get into archery? That's something like I did as a child. It's one of those hobbies that I wanted to try for ages, just because it looks really cool. Um, That's the only reason. Um, And then... I had no experience with anything like this. I went along to a local archery club, Laylam Archery uh, Club. Shout out to Laylam. <laughs> so um, we'll, we'll tag you in on Instagram. Um, so went along. They were so, so friendly. They had a beginner's course that I did. They give you a club ball that you can start with, and then away you go. It's fantastic. Uh, there's so many of these, you know, clubs all over the country. Uh, some suffered a little bit during COVID, obviously, I'm but sure, you know, yeah. some of them are bouncing back, which is good. So you can find your local one, or um, quite often, if like you've got like a village fair or something like that's going on, these places will have a have what they call a have a go, where they just have a stall up, and you can go up and just cool shoot some stuff. At them. Are you shooting these things into like a barrel of hay? Like, what is this bullseye? against so it's um so the big target it's called a boss okay and it's like a big round you know hay disc yeah um that's that that stops the arrow hopefully yeah and you shoot uh six out six arrows per end they call it shoot six arrows and then you get one ten to one points depending on how close to the gold yeah. to the bullseye you are yeah and then you count at the number of points you got and then you're very disappointed and you go back and you try it again i love this so yeah. this is like if darts are for ants, then archery is for giants. <laughs> I don't know where to start with that. If you think about it logically, right? Yeah. Same bullseye, yeah. but different size. Just different size projectile. Yeah. What types of people have you met through archery? I mean, all sorts. There's, there's some very, very sporty types yeah. and there's like sort of, quiet nerdy types and just just, I don't know all all sorts because I think what it does is it it has it has this in common with a lot of different hobbies that we've been talking about over the course of the series um it has this meditative aspect to it yeah so when you're just aiming at this target you you, all you're doing is you're concentrating on your form you're hoping that the arrow goes you know where you want it to go you're thinking about that once you've shot it you're thinking about what the next arrow is going to do and you're not worried about anything else it really is a very meditative thing to do cool so yeah so you get all sorts of people trying it for that reason as well as people who are into you know the more sort of sporty type things because it's not particularly athletic but Mm. still you know um Hunting people, not so much in this country. Yeah, that's sort of what I was thinking. Because I've done clay pigeon shooting before, which is another hobby we could talk about. But it's a similar thing of like aiming. Mm -hmm. But the difference is with archery, Mm -hmm. what you're trying to shoot is stationary versus clay pigeon shooting. This clay pigeon is in motion. Yes. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's funny. There's different types of 
archery as well that they do, there is um, target archery where yep. you've got, you know, you're shooting at a target, obviously. Yep. Um, then there's uh, field archery where you are, rather than just being like on a flat field with a set distance away, you're like going around a course, like maybe you're in a forest and there's like hills and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, oh, there's a target up there and you've just got to shoot up in that direction or cool. something like that. Then there's um, 3D archery, which some people do in this country, which is similar to field archery. You're going around cross country and then there is a like fiberglass model of a deer. Oh my God, that's With a so target cool. on it. And you have to and you have to shoot at this thing. I'm not interested in that, but maybe that's because I'm vegetarian. Um, <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. so cool, Pete. That was amazing. Thank Archery, you. what a yeah. cool hobby! And with that, on to our episode. Yeah. Matt Callahan is an engineer who sits at a desk all day creating software tools. He's created cool tech for one of Britain's most loved foldable bike brands. In the evenings, he does improv and really whatever else will keep him away from his computer. Matt, tell us, how do you hobby? Well, I am a climber. Cool! Fantastic! That's wicked! <laughs> Matt, tell us, what does it mean to be a climber and how did you get into it? What it means to be a climber to me is that means that I am trying to find some time every week to go to a climbing centre, of which there's loads in London, and do some bouldering or there might be top roping or lead climbing one of those things okay. and yeah it's just a fun way to chill out All amazing right, so i know nothing i know yes. that you do you know a bit of rock that's exactly I know what nothing. i was gonna say so i want to know we would bouldering yeah top roping and lead climbing and please lead explain climb. yeah what are it. they what are the differences okay so bouldering is climbing by the way let me just pro- add this little caveat that i am just a not pro at all, so this is just what You're I'm a hobbyist. Sort of this is what it's all way. about. Okay, <laughs> you're right. Well, bouldering is essentially climbing without ropes, and you're maybe climbing as maybe four or five meters at the most. The moves are kind of a bit more dynamic than other types of climbing, and sort of so you're going to these centers. There's there's a big wide space, lots of mats everywhere, and people climbing to their heart's content. So bouldering, few few meters high, no 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 rope. ropes. Yeah. Just probably quite dynamic. And you look, you look like <laughs> yeah. a monkey. Yeah. Like it's like really cool. Yeah. Chimp climbing. Yeah. Fantastic. Love yeah. it. So okay. that's bouldering. That's yeah. bouldering. Then there's top roping. Top roping is you're spreaded through sort of an anchor point at the top. Okay. And there's two of you that are climbing this thing. So you work in pairs. There's someone who's actually doing the climbing. Mm-hmm. So both pairs have got a harness on this time as opposed to just, you know, shorts, t-shirt. Yeah. So you both got harness. One person is be laying one person is climbing and you've got the rope is is between you both okay. so the person who's be laying is taking in the slack of the they're on the ground the, the on the ground taking the slack right okay yeah 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 and the the climber is is going up and being supported well not supported but you know if you were to fall or it's you're getting caught by this rope all the yeah. time you'd yeah. fall out you wouldn't yeah. plummet to the ground yeah, so that's exactly. top rope. Right. So that's yeah. top rope. There's a right. rope, it's connected at the top, and yeah. there's someone on the ground making sure that you're okay. To, to winch you up, Correct. Basically. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's my kind of climbing. Yeah. The third one is, well, it's essentially, it's really more sport sport climbing, but in centres, I think it's more typically called leading or lead climbing, where the idea being that you are, again, there's a pair of you on the bottom, and there's, there's bolt holds ah. in the wall as you go up. And you clip your rope through these points, and then you continue to climb up. 
So if you were to fall, rather than being caught by the rope immediately yeah. that's above you, you're falling as far as the last point you clipped on, right. plus so, the distance you went past it. So that's the one that I've seen most in like films and that. That's also the most, arguably the most difficult, which is, is the one that Matt did in Wales not very long ago. Well, very impressive. Yeah. I've seen Cliffhanger. And, <laughs> and let me tell you, that first scene was tense. <laughs> Rest of the film, is absolute tense. trash. But it's, that first scene's great. Yeah, that's the scariest one for me. And I'm just getting into that. I've been like comfortably bouldering for a few years and now I'm trying to push myself. Or rather, I'm getting dragged out of my comfort zone by friends into climbing higher and scarier things. Yeah. Comfortably bouldering. That's definitely the title of this episode. I love it. Comfortably bouldering. Um, okay, so Matt, you've talked us through the three types of climbing slash bouldering. How did you get into this in the first place? Um, In Brighton, a housemate of mine, an ex-housemate of mine just just uh, dragged me along to a few climbing sessions. But basically, that's all it took. It's, it's a very addictive kind of a sport, I think, because I think there's something about climbing that's like very primal. So when you climb to the top, there's a real sort of sense of achievement. There's like a, a logic part of it where you're like puzzling things out, mm-hmm. especially when you're just starting. Like I didn't have much kind of, you know, top, top half body strength at all. And so you kind of come away from each of these sessions and you're, you're feeling completely exhausted and your your arms feel like wood for days. But, you know, you come back a week later and things you couldn't climb on day one, you can climb on day seven. And so you feel like, oh, I'm definitely making progress each time I go. So when you're out and about, just in, the, you know, in, in normal life, do you, like, look at stuff and think, I could, I could climb that and, and, like, try and f- figure out how you could do it? Yeah. Nowadays, <laughs> yeah, nowadays you do more. It's weird. You f- it's like going back to being a kid. I'm like much more into the idea of tree climbing uh, than I have been, you know, in like 25 years. So, so you're in London. Um, yeah. where, so which, which London landmark would you, would you like to scale? The Shard? Buckingham Palace? <laughs> well, there is people that, um, what are, there is people that do that crazy kind of, well, for a start, illegal free soloing. So I don't know if you've heard about it, but no. there's, there's people, there's a guy who's famous in France for doing this who will just scale these um, famous landmarks and, and either make it to the top or, and get caught by the police or get caught by the police halfway up these buildings. Um, the highest thing I've climbed is 20 meters so if there was something interesting 20 meters or so high <laughs> something in we need to find we need to find it Let's what is that the- nelson's column that's in trafalgar square surely that's yeah the first how- third of nelson's column yeah sure. that's how, cool how tall is nelson's column bear with me this yeah. is great radio here we go while you google that yeah. i'm gonna ask the next question go for it <laughs> Um, okay, Matt. So we kind of heard some of the things that you liked about your hobby, but what is it? What would you say is your favorite thing about your hobby? It's a really good way to wind down and completely switch off from anything that's gone on in the day. Because, yeah, you, you can't be focusing on work stresses and trying to keep on the wall at the same time. So it's a really good way to um, switch off, which is I find harder to do now when I because I work from home mostly. So it's harder to just switch off because I'm just immediately just, you know, power down the computer and you're still in that same headspace. But now, you know, going, so it's a real plus to be able to go to a climbing center. And as soon as you start climbing, then you really can't be thinking about work at all. I should say, by the way, to the to the people who can't see this, um, uh, Matt is currently suspended from his ceiling. He's upside <laughs> down in this room. It's very impressive. 
Yeah. He's just <laughs> gripping on by his toes like a bat. Yeah, yeah. Well, training's part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, Matt, what would you say, your whole fam in Ashford, what do they think about your hobby? I've tried to get them into it, you know, to um, varying degrees of success. I think my parents are a bit sort of, when I go and tell my parents, for example, that I'm going to Wales and I'm not quite sure what I'm doing and stuff like this. I think they're just like, <laughs> they're just like, please come back. Um, but um, but my brother and sister, I've both taken climbing. I think they're into it. Yeah. But it's much easier to do in London where they're not because there's climbing centres everywhere. Yeah. Matt, you've been to Wales. You've You've climbed in London. Where is the best place in the world to climb? Oh, well, um, well, <laughs> of those two places, I would say, um, I, I think I'm getting into outside boulder, outside climbing more and more, although I've done very little. Fontainebleau is one place I've climbed, which is outside of um, Paris, and that's an amazing place to go bouldering. I thought that was a cheese. No, but it's also where there's... It may well be. No, it's also where the world's leading uh, MBA program is, is in Fontainebleau. Really? So you can do MBA, you can go rock climbing... And you can eat cheese. And you can eat a variety of cheese. <laughs> so Fountainbleau is, is the best place in the world to go bouldering. Well, I don't, I don't know. But we'll, it's we'll get it's letters if you say this. It's my favorite place. It's my it's, yeah, okay. it's my favorite place to go bouldering so far. Yeah, because you're outside. Climbing outside is just there's something extra to it. It's just a lot more yeah. enjoyable, really. So as well as, you know, the, the bouldering and, and top roping and then outside climbing and things like that, is there any other other hobby that you would want to want to do moving on from this? Maybe something completely different? Or maybe, I mean, would this segue into parkour or something like that? It does get into that territory where, yeah, you can easily get a bit crazy with it. I think because what I'm finding, which I like, is you just get more and more strength and probably more and more sort of... Um, um, yeah, confidence in your own body to be able to do these kind of things. And I'm sure that's what leads to, you know, doing crazy things like parkour. One thing that's a bit of a barrier for me is heights. And so that's why I'm slowly getting to the sort of the lead climbing, the sort of climbing 20 meter plus things. That is, that's, tr- I guess, where I'm going with this. Um, I'm actually thinking about getting into ceramics. I really, <laughs> I've been watching. Of course, of course. Improv, climbing, ceramics. Yeah, it seems like a very kind of um, a peaceful, creative one. Very far away from everything else I've done, which is probably one reason to do it. You know, I don't do too much that's like creative in an artistic sense and making tangible things. And so that's, I think, and, you know, time and money. I think I'm going to plan to do it at the end of this year. So we'll we'll see. Fingers crossed. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. We'll get you on for the next series. Matt Callahan, tell us, what has your hobby of climbing taught you about yourself or life? I can push myself further in terms of physical sense. I'm definitely getting to a point now where, especially when you do big climbs or climb with a group of people that push you beyond your limits, because I was never a, like a really sporty kid who would like really push myself at school in that sense. And so finding it later in life is, is, is nice to know that I've got the capacity to push myself a bit further. Like when you write in your, if you, if you're like halfway through a climb and you suddenly get extremely scared that you think you're going to fall to your doom or like realize that you think that I really don't have anything left in the tank, but you, you like overcome that feeling and get to the top. It, that's a nice kind of lesson learned. It's like it's reinforcing to realize you've got a bit more in you or a bit more control. So that's probably the biggest takeaway. 
Fantastic. That's so cool. That's really great. So Matt, you've got 30 seconds to convince people to try your hobby. Come on, sell it to us. Well, 30 seconds. Convince Pete. You have 30 seconds to convince <laughs> yeah, Pete yeah, to try yeah. hobby. He's lazy with no upper body strength either. Yeah, yeah. Go on, let's, let's give it your 30 seconds. Okay, Pete. So it wasn't too long ago that I was probably exactly in your position or, you know, I'm not going to pretend like I was in your position, but I was five or six years ago, I was not doing anything remotely sporty, didn't consider myself um, sporty in any sense, really. And going climbing, there's a really nice bunch of people in every one of these centers I've been to. You can get started. It's very, so there's no sort of barrier to access. It's, it's, it's starts very simple. There's a lovely bunch of people who either teach you or people who go there regularly are more than happy to come along and help you. It's a really social kind of, it can be very chilled out. You can push yourself. It's kind of, it's sort of, it's great for people coming from it a lot of different ways. It's a great way to wind down and you can come away to kind of having chilled out, you know, in months or weeks later, you can feel stronger, you know, wow. without having really done much kind of gym work. Yeah. So yeah. That almost great. sounds like you're selling us supplements. That was great. That's next. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Cool. That was awesome. Thank Fantastic you. Fantastic stuff. Yes. That was really cool. Matt, that was wicked. Thank you so much for sharing your love of climbing. Definitely hear you. And I think this is interesting about loads of the other people we've been chatting to on the podcast about using their, or their hobby is a vehicle by which it helps them de-stress um, and helps them switch off and yeah, wind down. Yeah. Um, and I really loved definitely hear like the social element of it but what I really liked about it is that you've this hobby has helped you kind of push your own mental abilities or like perceptions of your own ability um which is a that's like a really rewarding thing to to get out of a hobby yeah yeah that you can do things you didn't realize that you could that's fantastic yeah cool oh before we go by the way uh I mean this is something to aim for but Nelson's column is 51 meters high so that's (laughs) not impossible then not Not impossible impossible. nothing's impossible I mean a guy did uh, a guy did Nelson's column on Blue Peter you've seen that video you must have I haven't. Oh, but I'm going to go find yeah, it was now. It John Nox, somebody Nox, I can't remember. I'm not name, from but I don't here. know. I don't know. Somebody write in. Yeah. At us, at How I Hobby on Instagram. Okay. Tell us who is it who climbed on Buff Blue Peter, climbed a thing. Maybe you that's know. Matt's 2024 plan. Definitely. Climb Nelson's column, yeah, get arrested. Cool. Um. Well, thanks a bunch. That was so fun. Thanks so much for coming. We hope you had a blast. Oh, thanks for inviting me. This has been, yeah, it's been really fun chatting about climbing with you guys. Fantastic. Cool. Okay. All right. Toodles. Bye okay that was our interview with matt callahan we had a blast hope you did too but before we go we want to share this week's celebrity hobby (laughs) drum roll did you know rosario dawson massive trekkie Really? She speaks Klingon on set and all sorts. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Mm. And that's a wrap. <laughs> I've been Pete. And I've been Kayla. Uh, rate and review us wherever you get our podcasts. It makes us very much easier to find. And follow us on Instagram at How I Hobby. See you next time. Toodles. How I Hobby was written and produced by Kayla Lean and Pete Faulkner, with music by Pete Faulkner, artwork by Laura Walsh, and animation by Kayla Lean. If you'd like to be featured on the pod, Find us on Instagram or email us at howihobby at gmail.com.